Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlan is here. Last week, we preached a sermon, part one, impossible things happen when the winds are contrary. This is part two. Are you ready to walk on the water with Jesus? Come on, baby. <laughs> if God has put something impossible on your heart to do, this message is going to show you how to get it done. Not try. We don't try nothing. We do. Be ye therefore doers. Call a friend. Tell him to turn that television on. Get a pencil and paper. Take some notes because the winds are contrary all over the world today. But I'll show you how to get impossible things done in your life. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Are you ready to learn something from God? Watch and be blessed this program today. You see, if anything can be done, experience and skill will do it. That's a fact. If anything can be done, experience and skill will do it. If something can't be done, only faith can do it. When it's impossible, because the winds are contrary, I don't care how much experience or skill you got, it ain't going to happen. Now, if it can't be done, faith can get it done. And God, let me tell you something about faith. You don't use faith on stuff that, faith should only be used on impossible things. Because see, if it was possible, you could do it. What do you need God for? But when it becomes impossible, that's when God shows up and shows out. You see what I'm saying? I use my faith for the impossible all the time. Because if I can do something, I don't even pray about it. I know I can do that, so I just go do it. So if anything can be done, experience and skill will do it. If something can't be done, only faith can do it. See, now I want to ask you a question here. Jesus said, Peter said, if that's really you, you bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. My point is this, how many words from Jesus does he have to say before you obey it? That's a good little point. Just one word, come. Okay. I mean, how many times God got to tell you to do something? How many times you've had to tell your kids? Stop. What does that mean? Stop. How many stops do we have to say? How many words from Christ does it take for you to obey him? i never forget. See, I was raised Catholic, so we, 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 we didn't tithe. I didn't even know what that word was. You know, we, we played bingo. And we had fairs. That's how you took care of the church. Just the way it was. <laughs> when I got born again, it took me four months to get me out of the music business, and I mean, I mean, I made a lot of money in my life. I've been rich, I've been poor. Rich is better. It don't make you happy, but it does make you comfortable while you're miserable. You can be miserably comfortable, you understand what I'm saying? Because you don't have to worry about the light bill or whatever, whatever it is. But just a lot of rich people commit suicide, so money's not, doesn't bring happiness. Well, and uh, I got saved on Labor Day weekend, 1974, got out the music business on December the 31st, 74, and went back to New Orleans. And the next week I went into this church and I'm sitting down and Kathy was already there. Uh, you know, she had come two weeks prior to that. Make a long story short, the pastor got up and said, it's time to receive the morning tithe offerings. Bishop, I thought he said tires. Because I saw a bus out there. You know, a bus, you know, the, I thought well, maybe the bus needs some tires or something, you know. I said, uh, Kathy, the bus needs some tires? She said, what? I said, he said he need time to receive some tires. She said, no, no, we're not tires, it's tithe. I said, tithe, what is that? Never heard of that before. She said, you give 10% of your income. I said, is that in the Bible? 
She said, yeah, show it to you. So she flips over to Malachi. I thought it was Malachi. <laughs> I'm serious. I was I'm not Italian, but I was raised in an Italian neighborhood. You do what you got to do. You know, somebody mess with you. Where's Fred? <laughs> Alligator got to eat. Oh, you're laughing, but hey, that's serious business there, buddy. Well, I was raised. I thought it was Malachi. He said, give up. I thought, oh. I said, then we'll do that the rest of our lives. Wow. It only took one word. Wow. Tithe. Wow. Been doing it ever since. Yeah. I don't know why people find that so hard. It's not your money. He gave you the help to make money. That 10% belongs to him. And you ever know something about the 10%? He hadn't raised the rate. <laughs> That's a blessing. You know how many times MasterCard, everybody raised the rates on you? He ain't never raised the rate. He's satisfied. See, if anything can be done, experience and skill will do it. But if something can't be done, only faith can do it. So how many words from Christ does it take for us to obey him? Well, we've been together for a long time. And I love this church. I just, in fact, I, I wish I could take the music. I was watching that girl sing with that mask on. How can she breathe going, victory! <laughs> I'm thinking, I thought, I thought for a minute that she would suck the whole mat in her mouth. Wah! And then, boom, blow it back out. Brace. It's amazing. I've, I have talked about this church all over the world. I mean, I have. I really have. And I'm not just saying that. I like it. I, I, I've been there for the grand, first grandbabies and the whole ball of wax. It's just been a blessing. I enjoy it because I love people. You know, I had a wonderful thing the other day that was so wonderful. Kathy had her 20th a glorious woman's conference. Watch that. Now watch that. The first conference she had, her guest speaker was Taffy Dollar. So she decided to have Taffy Dollar. Y'all might have seen it on television. Maybe you did, ma'am. Uh, Taffy came for the 20th. Okay. She said, uh, let's do something, Jesse and Kathy. I said, okay, well, you want to go eat? Oh, yeah, you got to eat in New Orleans, man. It's a good eating place. So we took her out and we were just talking. She said something that really blessed me. She said, you know, Jesse, I noticed your ch this church is multicultural. I said, yeah. I'm glad she didn't say multiracial because there's only one race. There's the human race. That's it. You understand what I'm saying? That's it. If you believe that God created you. She said, man, it's so wonderful. I said, we don't know no color. We have no idea of that. We don't know what that means. We don't care with nobody. I mean, everybody's so comfortable. We don't know. If you're black, you have to tell us. <laughs> or if you're white, you have to tell us. Or if you're Indian, red, or, or Asian, yellow, or, uh, Latino, brown. You, we don't care. We don't care. We just, just don't care. We don't even think that way because it's called multicultural. Because we consider one race and that's it if you understand the scripture. Thank you for that Holy Ghost grunt. She said, I, I felt so free. I said, because we are free. So when I go preach at uh, John Hagee's church, I don't say, I'm going to go preach at that big uh, uh, Latino church. No, I'm going to preach for John Hagee. I'm going to, you know, Cornerstone. Or if I go preach Word of Faith, I don't say I'm going to preach at that big black church or Bishop J. I just I'm going to preach at Word of Faith. That's how I've seen y'all. In fact, the funniest thing ever happened to me in my life, and I, 
<laughs> it was 1.30 in the morning. I flew into California, and this guy looked at me. I got off the plane. He went, I know who you are. I know who you are. I said, you do? He said, I watch your television all, all the time. Television program. I said, well, good. He said, you Creflo A. Dollar Jr., aren't you? Secrets. I said, I said, do I look the same in person? He said, oh, yeah. I said, I'm glad you watched the program. I never told him any different. I went to the FBO there to get me something. He come back and said, wait a minute, I made a mistake. You're not Creflo Dollar. You Kenneth Copeland, aren't you? This boy's the biggest liar. He ain't ever watched television in his life. He went through Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Seville. Finally, he got to me. Then I blew his socks off. He says, the white hair. I said, yeah, I'm Robert Shuler. He walked away confused. But he's been confused from day one. But I thought for a minute I had met someone that believed like I believed. You carefully, he didn't see color. And what a blessing of God that was that day. Then he just got totally confused. So I don't know. Creflo told me that one time. He said, I know we've been preaching together. This is about maybe 10 years ago. I said, I guess 15, 17 years, something like that. He said, Jesse, you don't know I'm black. I went, Thank you for telling me that, Creflo. I did, did not know that. Why? I don't care. I mean, I just love you and I hope you love me. Now, this is a very important point. See, impossible things happen when the winds are contrary. Write this down. We must be prepared to leave what is comfortable and face the unknown with Christ. See, they had to get out of the boat. boat was comfortable, even though it was a little scared. But to get on that water, very uncomfortable. Oh, Jesus. And you have to face the unknown with Christ. Now, you got to understand, he didn't know because the Bible hadn't been wrote. He hadn't wrote 1 Peter yet or 2 Peter. But he said, if that's really you, you bid me to come. Now, if you really think about it, Satan said the same thing. To Jesus, if thou be the son of God. See, when you're walking in fear and you're walking in flesh, it's hard to understand spiritual things. When you're seeing something spiritual, a, a great miracle, even though it's in the physical, it's still a spiritual thing to make it happen. See? We must be prepared to leave what is comfortable and face the unknown with Christ. See, that's what my, my company, when I got out of the music business, I gave all my money away. And I had a lot of money. People loved it. You know, when you give your money away, people love it, especially if it goes to them. <laughs> Churches, homes, I made a lot of money in my life. And I told Kathy, we have to be poor. And she said, that's okay. I said, well, we've been poor before. So we were just, because that's what I thought you did as a Christian. You know, you gave and give, but don't expect anything in return. Anybody ever heard that statement? Heard that all my life, you know, just the way it was. So, I, but I hadn't read the Bible. I knew nothing of the Bible. I didn't know anything about that other than the Hail Mary prayer and the Our Father's only two prayers I knew. When I got saved, I didn't know how to pray salvation prayer. I got saved uh, listening to Billy Graham, and then I went into this bathroom, gave my heart to the Lord. I didn't know to say, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. Uh, you know, I believe in my heart. I confess with my Jesus rose from the dead. I didn't, I didn't say any of that. You know what I said? Whatever Billy said. That's all I, sit, sit. That's my salvation. Whatever Billy said. Boom. Billy said the right thing. I got saved. You see, I didn't know. But see, God will bring you. You see, and all of a sudden, sin became very uncomfortable for me. Well, before, I was really comfortable with sin. 
But when I got born again, I, I noticed that I became very uncomfortable in my area that I was in. That's why I got out of my music business. I became very uncomfortable because for the first time in my life, I saw sin the way it really was. See what I'm saying? You see, and I thought, no, I don't want that. And I can honestly say in all these years, I don't sin every day. I hear people say that. That's a lie. That's a religious lie. We've all sinned, but we're not all sinners. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And all those things that I used to do that I enjoyed, I, it, was, it was immediate. I immediately, it was instantaneous. I went from a fifth of whiskey a day, plus the drinks at night, to nothing. From cocaine and PCP, crystal meth, marijuana. I mean, smoke, enough smoke to get everybody high in Detroit. We Clouds, took trips and never left our house. God's gone all just messed up. Nothing to zero. Women, oh, I'm not bragging. Women, grouping, do nothing. For the first time, I saw a woman the way she is, a person. Before, all I saw was parts. That's it. I ain't gonna lie, that was a fact exactly how it was, buddy. I didn't care what color, nothing, nothing. Just a woman. And I'll leave the rest for you thinking, but I'm just saying. Got born again? Nothing. That's Labor Day weekend, 1974, on a Saturday night, about a quarter to nine. What happened? Not only did I change, but my atmosphere changed. You see what I'm saying? And now when I get around sin, I'm very uncomfortable with it, so I, 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 I rebuke it. You see, and, and now I don't have to face the unknown with Christ because I have the word and I have him with me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. See, I realize just how important you are and I am to God. You, know, you, you want to know how? Oh, this is just bless you. There's a scripture I never could really figure it out. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visited him? You ever know God never visited no angels? Angels make appointments to see him, but God will come visit you. Why is that? Because you see, he put his name on Gabriel. He put his name on Michael. His glory and his name is on them, but he, on mankind, he put his name in us. He made us family. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's why he comes to his family. That's why we're not servants. We are sons and daughters that serve. We have liquid Jesus in us. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know how else to explain it. His name is in us. Oh, God. That's why he visits us. That's why, and, 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 and close as Peter was to Jesus, why'd you, you're this close. You're just this close. Let me show you, when he put his name in you, when you get born again, <laughs> these very timid, afraid people, when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, who oh, they looked the devil in the eye and spit. They weren't scared of nothing no more. With a church like this, and the amount of teaching, no one should ever be afraid of the COVID in any way, shape, or form, or nothing. That doesn't mean if some people get it, okay, let's rebuke it. Now, but the doctors have got to do their parts too, especially if you're going to a doctor. I believe in doctors. I believe in all that kind of stuff. But don't tell my doctor to give me something he don't want to do it. Your mama. Since I'm paying the bill, you give me what I want. You see what I'm saying? Of course, the, 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 you know, medicine is doing a lot better now with more things of that nature and all that kind of stuff. But my point, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. See, so you got to get it. You got, you, 
Peter had to face the unknown, but you don't have to face the unknown anymore because of the word of the living God. See, the path of obedience is always has contrary winds. Write that down. That'll help you. The path to obedience always has contrary winds. How many times God told you to give you something, give something, you open up your wallet, and you see nothing but an abundance of lack? God, that's all I got. He said, that's all I asked for. Well, that's true, but that's all I got. But that's all I asked for. Winds are blowing. Write this down. The path of obedience always has contrary winds. Contrary winds make some think what? Number one, they're sinking, but they're not. See, Peter thought he was sinking, but he wasn't. That some are sinking, and they don't even know it. Some are sinking miserably, yet they won't do anything about it. Let me say it again. The path of obedience always has contrary winds, and contrary winds make some think, some think that, number one, they're sinking, but they're not. Number two, some are sinking, and they don't know it. Number three, some are sinking miserably, and yet they won't do anything about it. So I just made up my mind, having done all the stand, stand there for. So I put my helmet of salvation on, not the cap. I covered my head so the devil don't know who I am because I got the rest of the clothes of God's clothes. He thinks I'm God walking around. He don't know until I pull the helmet off. And they go, oh, that's Jesse. Don't shout me down when I preach it good. You got to understand something about, about Satan. He's not a faith devil. He's a flesh devil. He only works in the realm of the flesh. But if you crucify your flesh daily instead of Sunday. You see, because a dead man got a hard time sinning. He can't do nothing. If he's dead. And when responsibility comes, you have to accept it. Let me tell everybody something here. We all have a responsibility to keep our faith strong. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why? So that we can achieve all, not some, all that God asks us to do. Think about that. I want you to remember this. You must be prepared to leave what is comfortable and face the unknown with Christ. You know, when I, when I got born again, I was a musician. I was a rock musician making a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. But when God saved me, you know, he, he didn't tell me to leave the music business. He just asked me, do you love that more than you love me? And I had to really think about that for a while. I thought, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a big question. And the more I prayed about it and thought about it, I said, no, Lord, I love you more. Now, I had to get out of what was comfortable. I'm talking making major money. And, and to just get on the water with Jesus. And it's been the most wonderful thing and the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. Let me ask you something now. How many words from Christ does it take for you to obey him? You know, I mean, you think about it. You know, he said, if, if that's you, Jesus bid me to come. Jesus said, come. I mean, but just how many words does it take to get saved? Two, get saved. How many words does it take to get healed? Two, be healed. Now, don't complicate that. Don't, don't try to let your intellectual mind wrap itself around it because it's, it's not. I just gave you a spiritual term there. See, when you say be healed, you're not saying that with your mind. You're saying that with your spirit through a transformed mind and a crucified body. Lord Jesus, I'm starting to preach here again. Let me tell you something. The path of obedience will always have contrary winds. No matter. I mean, it's, the Bible said it's better to obey than to sacrifice. You're always going to have some, I don't know, hitting barricades here, hitting barricades. That, but what you forgot, you have Jesus Christ. Not up there. Right here. Christ in you. I really feel the Lord is asking me to pray for you right now because I believe you need prayer. 
the winds have picked up in your life. And Jesus is calling each of us out on that water with him. Father, in the name of Jesus. I come against the devil and bind him, and I command Satan to get under these people's feet. I get great pleasure in telling you, get under their feet in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, bless these people in the city, in the field, going in and going out. Whatever they need, desire, want, let it come to pass. Father, I decree and declare it today that the word of God is true. And if it's true, it comes to pass. Thank you for healing people, saving people helping people get back up on their feet financially, Lord, and restore sevenfold anything Satan has taken away from anybody doing this COVID thing or anything else in Jesus' name. Now, the Bible said, ask in Jesus' name. Jesus said anything. That's St. John 14, verses 12, 13, and 14. Ask anything in my name, and I will do it. We did today. So you get ready for a great blessing. My God, I tell you, God's going to minister greatly to you. I mean that sincerely. Now stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. I want to show you some things that are going on here at Jesse the Planets Ministries. And I hope you're enjoying the program because we enjoy coming to your home. Watch this and be blessed. Jesse DePantis Ministries is literally circling the globe using every available voice. What would that be? That would be television, radio, printed page, internet, DVDs, CDs, books, whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Can you see it? Hey, can you see it? I can just see it. I can see the gospel going all over the world to every person. Every year, the soul's adding up, people getting healed, lives being changed and delivered. Is that impossible? No. God thinks we can do that. Everything you see here at Jesse DePlantis Ministries was impossible, and everything we are going to do is impossible. But yet the Lord said, if you believe it, I'll do it. We are believing the unbelievable and receiving the impossible to simply reach people and change lives. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. Did you get to order the copy of my new book yet? You need to. I never learned to doubt. It's flying off the shelf. Ladies and gentlemen, doubt is a form of atheism. Doubt is mental anemia. This book got some revelation in it. And when you haven't learned to doubt, the devil can't use that against you. See, I've learned something by not, not knowing nothing about doubt that I don't have to unlearn 
religious things that are wrong that have been taught for 2,000 years. Like God put sickness on you to teach you something. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Where did he get it? Ain't nobody sick in heaven. He'd have to go to hell to get it. Ladies and gentlemen, this book will help you. It, it, it'll make you get out the boat of religion and start walking on the water with Jesus. I never learned it. I like this book. I'll tell you what, I'm excited about this book. Satan tried to shut it down for a year. I, it, it was supposed to be out last year because of the COVID thing. We couldn't put it out. People couldn't get anybody to print the thing. But, buddy, it's out now, and it's a number one bestseller. Go to JDM.org to get your copy today. They told me it was a number one bestseller on Amazon. Ain't that something? Glory to God. Let me tell you something. You get rid of that anemia that's in your life, and it will. this book will help you to do it. Go to JDM.org for all that ordering information. You'll be blessed by it. Partners, I can't thank you enough for all that you do for this ministry. You know, every time you send in your faithful financial support, I say, Kathy, got to go get more people saved. And boy, we are reaching people, changing lives, one soul at a time. Since January of 2020 till today, over 18,400,000 people have contacted us. New people, all kinds of people. I mean, comments, views, all kinds of stuff. Good God, man. It has been a blessing. And we are reaching those people. We bring joy and encouragement. Partner, that's what you do. So I ask you to do your best. We got more big projects going on here, my Lord. We building studios. We just building stuff. That's what we do it because God's word is so good because the ministry is increasing so much so quick. That's because I trust you, you trust me, and we both trust God. That's a fact. Otherwise, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't send that finances, but you do. I can't thank you enough. Also, for your May partnership. We're offering my faith-building message, and I love this message, how to be a devout dissolver of doubts. That's what they call the prophet Daniel. The primary job of the believer is to dissolve doubts. Well, how do I get that one? Go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. It's all there. You'll be blessed. This ministry's got one thing in mind, you. It's reaching people. I mean that sincerely. You know, I could have retired many years ago. You know, I, I, you notice that my hair is very white. It's not just white. It's very white. <laughs> Praise God. When somebody says you ought to die, I don't think there's anything can do it. <laughs> it's just glows here. You ought to see them. My television people behind, behind these cameras right now, they go, his hair. So they got to put the lights down. It just glows. I like to call it the anointing. Praise God. Thank you for joining this broadcast today. And don't miss next week. I have a new message entitled The Secret Place. What's it about, Brad Jesse? It's a secret. You're going to have to watch next week. Thank you, partners, for helping me reach people. Thank you once again. Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. See you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Now, what makes a person a great person is vision. The only way that's physical eyes are going to see it, that you must see it with your spiritual eyes. Don't try to reconcile sense and faith. See, faith goes beyond the intellect. Jesse Duplantis' 2021 Visionary Conference. Throw away your clock. God will put the time on that thing, and it'll come quicker than you think. You are a winner going somewhere to win. The 2021 Visionary Conference, July 15th and 16th. Register online today. You see, heaven is wonderful. And I said, what am I doing here? He said, you have an appointment. Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind is celebrating 25 years of transforming lives. Order your copy today at JDM.org. Every one of you should have that place where you undisturbed and that the concentration of thought, you will hear yourself think. 
you'll hear the Spirit of God. So nothing will distract you. Someplace, somewhere, it could be in your house. Jesus did it on top of mountains. 